Hi, I'm Jackie Ergo, President of the Marketing Directors, and you're listening to Real Direct. In this series, we'll be speaking to great minds and the future of residential real estate. Joining me today is Michael Barry, President and CEO of Iron State Development, one of the largest privately held real estate development and management companies in the Northeast. Iron State has a focus on large-scale, mixed-use residential retail and hospitality projects. Michael is responsible for the oversight of the company's $3.5 billion portfolio of real estate. During the past 30 years, Michael has developed an extensive range of apartments, condominiums, retail and recreational spaces in key urban areas near mass transportation hubs. Michael, welcome to Real Direct. Thank you, Jackie. Glad you are with us. Let me ask you some background questions. Why did you choose to go into real estate development? My father developed real estate from a young age. I was no stranger to development sites, construction sites. He was predominantly an affordable housing developer. So yeah, I grew up around development and construction, let's just say. As a kid, I never really thought that this is where I would end up. You know, I followed a different path in college. What were you going to be? I was pre-med in college and thought for a moment that I'd be a doctor, but Anyone who knows me knows that I can't look at a paper cut. Michael, I know you for 35 years. I never knew that was a possibility. (laughs) Yeah, no, I worked up at St. Luke's Hospital uh, on 114th in in Amsterdam in the ER room for a year and a half. You don't like blood and you worked in the ER room? It wasn't for me. (laughs) uh, Real estate development is wonderful in that there's so many facets to it. It's, you know, it's architecture, it's engineering, it's finance, it's marketing. It's so many different disciples that all come together. So uh, it's impossible not to be excited by real estate development. As I, as I grew to understand more about it and a finer appreciation for the many aspects of the, the industry, you know, I fell in love with it. And it's, it, you know, as you mentioned earlier, I've been doing this for 30 years. I hate dating myself or you, but thank you. We've been at it for a while. <laughs> and what are some of the key factors you consider when selecting a location for one of your new residential developments? We work almost predominantly in urban areas. Mass transit is important, close proximity to the office sector, a good bit of retail amenity. Really, we want to have a robust neighborhood where you can walk to work, you can walk outside your door in the evening and go right to a restaurant, not to mention the amenities that we build into our our residences as well, you know, fitness and co-working spaces, internet cafe, you know, all all the above. Really just, you know, making it so that you get the most out of your leisure time and, uh, you know, you don't spend a a ton of time commuting from one place to another. So really huge proponents of uh, living in in urban neighborhoods and all the robust amenities that come with that. What's the development you're working on today? We obviously do uh, long scale projects, multifaceted projects. Harrison, where we've been together for a number of years, we have our final phase of the original Harrison development. This one's known as 333 Somerset Street, directly adjacent from 300 Somerset, right next to the Element Hotel that we developed there as well. So we're looking to get under construction Hopefully September, October, 180 units, similar to a lot of the other development that we have in that area with with its own new amenity package and new residential offerings. 
So that's one. Then outside of the area, you know, over the past couple of years, we've expanded outside of the New York, New Jersey metro region. So I have a site in downtown Denver in the Golden Triangle of Denver that is well along with uh, plans and looking hopefully beginning of 24 to get under construction with that. A development in, in Reno, Nevada, which is in an area that has tremendous growth in industry, let's just say, in an area that in the past didn't have a lot of industry, let's say, right. between Google, Apple, Tesla, a lot of new corporate activity there. So I've been looking at other places that historically would have been a bit far afield. You know, there's there's exciting development opportunities throughout the country. So you're traveling a lot? A good uh, bit, but uh, we also have boots on the ground out there. You remember Gretchen A. Walt? Sure. And, uh, she is out in our Denver office and she handles that area between Denver and Reno. I love that yep. she's back with Iron State. That's terrific. She's there on a daily basis. Then I'm back and forth as needed. You know, on the hospitality front, we always have a hotel or two underway. At this moment in time, up in the Hudson Valley of New York, in a little town called Accord, we have a development called Innis that uh, I just opened up last year and finishing out the hospitality property there. And that has additional development opportunities associated with it as well, either in housing realm or additional hospitality. But, you know, over the years in urban areas, predominantly, we've done a lot of mixed use development. And, you know, as you well know, often a large scale redevelopment project needs many ingredients, right? residential, parking to go along with it, retail, street level, and then a hospitality component is not unusual at all. So develop a dozen or so hotels over the past 10 years. And I continue to do that on a smaller scale than the multifamily residential. But right. Which do you enjoy the most? Huh. Well, you know, development is really problem solving at the end of the day. It's a lot of disciples that come together and we hire professionals in all realms, right? We hire architects, we hire engineers, we certainly hire marketing and branding companies. And at the end of the day, we have to make certain that everything meshes well together bringing all those various components together to make certain that we have a timely and successful development. So getting back around to your question, hotels have a lot more meshing, let's say, to do than a traditional residential development. So fun, exciting, but also quite a bit of problem solving. Interesting. I would think multifamily, you know, you create absolute communities. You know, we work together on the shipyard. We work together on creating Peer Village. And Harrison is a destination community with all of the components. And it's interesting right. that hospitality seems more problematic, but reward. Yeah, it is interesting. And, you know, to, to the point that you just made, a large scale development has all of those. You know, as you mentioned, Harrison has the Element Hotel in it. Our Columbus collection has that residence in, in it. Oh, you're right. And you know, Bungalow and, and Pier uh, Village. Waterfront right. has W in it. So, you know, often it's a component in overall larger scale development. So, yes, the development itself is much more complex and unfolds over many years. But if you were to ask me one specific residential project versus one specific hotel. That uh, makes sense. Yeah. And how do you ensure that residential developments align with the needs and desires of the various target markets? How do you learn Reno? How do you learn Denver? What right. consistencies good, good do you see? So, so often in a new area, we'll engage and partner with somebody that has experience in that local marketplace. As you mentioned, development is both the, the, the concepts are the same, you know, throughout the country, but it's really a, you know, kind of a regional and even a local endeavor at the end of the day. And, you know, right. each state has slightly different regulations in each municipality. 
within a state has different re- regulations, different zoning. Usually it's, it's partnering with somebody that has local knowledge. And then obviously it's also, it's hiring the right professionals who have experience in a particular location. And it's also bringing our experience and taking a fresh look at it, at a new market and you know, that, that creates a more dynamic market just by having you know, somebody from New Jersey, let's just Absolutely. say. Absolutely. You bring the best of each sector to the next development. Exactly. And, and I'm not shamelessly plugging you, but having you plug in and look at other markets as well and, and tell us what you've seen and what your experiences are. And we rely, obviously, on a lot of market data, a lot of data points. It's not just coming from within the company, but... Shamelessly uh, plug away. <laughs> How do you adapt and include the changing element of luxury? You know, we always say, is this new luxury residences? How do you bring that definition to different developments? I guess at the end of the day, connecting with our residents, it's not that you finish a development and put it away. They're constantly, they're almost like living, breathing individuals, right? So we're constantly upgrading a lobby, upgrading a fitness center, upgrading amenity areas, landscaped areas to the changing times, what's an amenity that's in demand and what's one that's perhaps yesteryear. So we're always doing that with the existing developments and then looking forward and really gauging what's on the agenda for new developments to really set them apart from the existing landscape, let's just say. Uh, you and I have had a couple of conversations about co-working. It's a big component now of the new paradigm, whether you're sure. a day a week at home or your full week at home, you want options and opportunities, right? You have, you know, you, you have your living room, you perhaps have a home office, but you also want to go down and, and, you know, congregate with your neighbors and friends. That's an amenity that we spend a lot of time right now thinking about how do we incorporate that into our amenity base with our brand new residential. Building. And I think the hospitality factor brings a different level of vision to the residential environment. It does. It's a, it's a blending of uh, public and private space, you know, and where where we add an, a coffee shop in a lobby where, you know, traditionally that would be more of a hospitality element. But now it's, you know, it's blurred the line where, uh, you know, a nice residential development has, uh, you know, active retail in its lobby or, you know, either directly in the lobby or so adjacent and proximate that. That it's, it's really part of the offering. Exactly. What do you think the most exciting phase of a development? We say it's very multifaceted, but which part is your favorite? You know, that schematic phase is always really exciting when you're determining what is it that you're building? What are the crucial elements? You know, how is it going to look and feel? So uh, I would say that is always really exciting. And when you kind of talk about it, you see some sketches and then you see that first rendering of the building itself and of some of the, the important spaces uh, it really comes to life. Comes that to is life. the most fun. Exciting. And even at that moment, there's been a lot of different ingredients that have been baked into the cake, so to speak, at that very initial stage of schematic. Right. Everything gets refined as you go along, but a great deal of thought goes into that first schematic plan. Let's right. Yeah. And it's wonderful to see if the vision you have in your mind actually is what the result of all that effort. And then, you know, then we always get the price tag and then we're like, okay. <laughs> and then right. we nuance, right? <laughs> then we nuance and do a little right. value engineering. Right. Exactly. Um, but you really do try and maintain the same initial look. You do. And I think you've yeah. really over the years found clever ways to value engineer, but not lose sight of whether it's the amenity or the integrity of the features and finishes in an apartment. I think you've done that yeah. very well. That's a good point. And I would say, you know, if we, if we had several amenity areas, 
rather than reduce all of them, we would probably eliminate one of them and then have, if it were four, we'd have three really robust, fantastic ones, ones and, right. and lose one of them rather than take 25% out of four of them, you know, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah. You manage the portfolio for Iron State Development as well. Do you like that aspect of the business? Yeah, I, I do. It's a daily business, let's just say, and you're in contact with your customers every single day. We have a whole ton of metrics where we're always trying to make certain that we're firing on all cylinders from a management perspective, mm -hmm. from a leasing perspective, from a maintenance perspective, from a guest service perspective. As I mentioned, we spend a lot of time and energy on CapEx, always looking each year at, at the beginning of the year on a budget cycle, where are we going to be putting additional dollars and upgrades in a particular development just to keep everything fresh and vibrant. So uh, it's exciting as development, but in a different way. And I think the fact that you hold most of your assets long term makes management that much more important. It really does. It's a good blend. And when we look at development, we look for the long, the long term. We really want to make certain that whatever elements we're choosing, whatever fixtures and appliances we're choosing are there for not just aesthetic purposes here and now, right. but for longevity and use down the road, let's say. I think it's beneficial in that regard that we utilize our management expertise when developing a new building, and then we develop new buildings for the long term. Right. So and even from a management perspective, you know, you understand the usage of the amenities. Like we could throw a whole list of amenities at a building, but your management team knows which get used the most. That's right. And as we do multi-phased projects where we're building several new buildings in a, in a particular location, we, we often uh, share amenities and we'll look to add amenities that we don't currently have. We'll, we'll look to duplicate amenities that are robust and, and have a lot of use. You well know when we look to build a third or fourth building, we're doing a lot of guest surveys to determine what are the items that are, that are most sought after. And, uh, you know, it's a combination of both the daily feedback that our management staff gets and also surveying our resident right. base to see what's on everybody's mind. It's a perfect segue. How do you stay informed about market trends and changing demands in the residential industry? Yeah, many different data points. Again, you know, from our own interactions with our residents, from surveying our residents, from surveying our competition, the new buildings that are coming online, our leasing staff and our management staff, they always constantly in the neighborhood and, and looking to see what's new, what's out there. And, uh, you know, it doesn't take long for us to understand the landscape when a new building enters the marketplace. We have a good feel for right. where, it, where it fits, what it has that we don't have, what we have that it doesn't have. So, uh, and, and that's, your, that's every day. It's right. Day right. In your opinion, what qualities must a good developer have? Well, you know, as I mentioned before, it's a good bit of problem solving. It's, you know, it's an attitude that we can find a solution to whatever comes our way. And, you know, I'll say like having a good team with a good base of knowledge, good experience, you know, hiring great professionals. And at the end of the day, a good developer knows the way to uh, navigate and essentially with every, with every problem, there's a solution. What advice would you give somebody coming into the business? You know, as I mentioned, there, there are many different avenues that you can pursue in order to, to become a, a developer and, and to really excel at this profession. And I think having some exposure to a number of them is important. 
as I mentioned, there's the financial aspect of it, which is, you know, crucial, extremely right. important. Uh, there's the architectural engineering aspect of it. So a base understanding how to, you know, look at a set of plans and how to understand the timeline and the way a building comes together, you know, having some experience in that regard. And then, you know, on the marketing side, the branding side, you know, at the end of the day, be it a condominium or a rental building, we're in the business of selling, so to speak, what we've created. So knowing what the end user wants, making certain that there's a good match between the cost of development and then ultimately what, you know, the end is going to be either for sale or for rent. So, you know, kind of a well-rounded approach in that there are, you know, many aspects that you have to weigh in on in this profession. Do you think your children are going to go into this business? I do. My uh, my son is very interested. He, he's just graduated college, but he spent his summers working in, in different fields. You know, some of them right. on construction sites, some of them more in the analytic side. So he definitely has a strong interest and is looking to further his development experience. My oldest daughter is, is following my original path of medical Doctor. career, right? And uh, is she scared of blood? She's not, fortunately. Yeah. <laughs> and then the youngest is uh, still at, at school. And uh, yeah, we'll see where, where you know, her, her direction lies. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me. To learn more about Michael Barry and Iron State Development, please visit ironstate.com. I'm Jackie Ergo. Thank you for listening to Real Direct, elevating residential real estate.